Welcome to Coffee with the Snows, where we talk about everything from the Bible to current events, but always flavored with high-octane caffeine and biblical thought. I'm your host, Art Snow, along with my co-host and beautiful wife, Sharon Snow. We begin every broadcast with me describing our coffee mug of the day. Every mug in our collection has a story, and today is no exception. Today I'm drinking my Starbucks Sumatra dark blend coffee from my Tennessee mug. That's all. It's orange in the in the inside. Has Tennessee in the outside. Has all kind of graphics like a guitar and a bear, harmonica, things like that. Uh, the reason I like my Tennessee mug is it reminds me of my motorcycle adventures in Tennessee. Been there many times on the motorcycle, riding something called the Tail of the Dragon. This mean road with 613 curves and 11 miles. So every time I pick this coffee cup up and take a sip, I'm reminded of the adventure that I love in life. Although my wife does not really ride on the adventurous motorcycle as I do, she still enjoys adventure, don't you, dear? Yes, I do. And I enjoy letting you have your own adventures. (laughs) (laughs) Tell us about an adventure. What would you consider to be an adventure? Uh, What would I consider? Mm. Going to a... uh, Going to a... Let it out. Going to a... Restaurant that wasn't Tiff's, that would be an adventure for me. <laughs> okay, so I have a favorite restaurant, that's true. And so an adventure to you would be you know, kind of going outside that regular outside the box. scheduled yeah. right. Tiff's run. Right. Okay, well, yeah. don't let anybody from Tiff's hear you this podcast because they don't want to be slighted. No. Or, you know? or maybe going to um, wherever that place is uh, where the water is real blue and you can sleep in the huts. I just oh, lost yeah. the name it's of it. Not, it's like, not Tahiti, but someplace uh, like that, right? Yeah. Bora Bora. Bora Bora. Yes. Now it, that it's so good they named it twice. <laughs> that would be Bora, an adventure for Bora. me. Bora Bora. Yes. Not bored, bored, but Bora yeah. You go Bora. to Tennessee, I'll go to Bora Bora. All right. Well, anyhow, our topic for the today is mentoring. I love this topic. It's something we have done over a lifetime, right? Been in ministry 41 years. In 41 years, we've mentored a lot of people. So let me just begin by saying that um, you are both mentored and you mentor, correct? Correct. Okay. So we all have mentors and then we mentor other people. I was told when I was a very young believer in Christ that everyone should have three people in their lives. They should have a Paul, someone pouring into them, a Timothy, someone they're pouring into, and a best friend that they could say anything in the world to. That's good advice, just so you know. So let me talk to you about uh, three kinds of mentors. If I'm looking for a mentor, I find primarily three kinds of mentors. Proximate, distant, and dead. All right? So proximate mentors are mentors that are right around you, derivable distance, let's say. Uh, could be a, an elderly person, someone that you look up to. That's a proximate mentor, someone you can learn from, maybe even on the phone or, or FaceTime, whatever. A distant mentor is someone who lives in another place than you do, but that's how you communicate with them in a long-distance relationship. And, of course, my favorite kind of mentor are the dead ones. That's because that's the books I read. I've got hundreds and thousands of books around me all the time, and those are great mentors. So J.C. Ryle, who wrote in the 1800s, still mentors me today, right? Alfred Edersheim, a completed Jewish believer who lived in the 1800s, still feeds me every day as I open the beautiful book and smell the dusty old smell of it. So that's a a one kind of mentor. So talk to us about mentors, Sharon. 
Well, I think there's also uh, informal and formal mentoring. Ah, yeah. I think sometimes you can have a formal relationship where you uh, have a, a time when you regularly meet with someone that you have chosen or they have chosen you and you have agreed to pour into for a season of uh, formal mentoring. And then I think there's informal mentoring or perhaps another word for informal mentoring might be lifestyle mentoring where you mentor as you live or as you are in community with other, with other people. And I think that can happen on any number of levels in any number of venues uh, with or without the person's uh, necessarily uh, agreeing to be mentored by sure. you. You know, it, it can just happen. Um, when I think about mentoring, I think about there's also something what I call reversed mentoring. Right, so reverse mentoring is when I sit with young people, which I do all the time, young men and women, and I teach them things about either the Bible or about life. Right, and all the time I'm teaching them, I'm learning from them. So I'm always trying to find out from them what's the newest gadget out there because I love gadgets. You know that. Yes, what's the newest do. gadget out there? What's the newest social media platform going on? And I oftentimes ask them. I said, "Tell me your mm -hmm. favorite song of the week." And they name some rapper or some guy never heard of, you know, and they, and they, and then I'll play a song for them from like 60s, you know, like the Rolling Stones or the, or, you know, Zeppelin or something. But probably never choose like <clears throat> any dead musicians like Beethoven or. Oh, no, Mozart. but I, but I do want to say to you today that the lead guitarist for the monkeys just died today. Sad moment. Take, oh, take sad, a moment. To be, yeah. Moment. Take a sad moment there. But anyhow, so then I say, let me listen to some of your music. And they play me some of their songs, right? And I'm thinking, wow, man. <laughs> okay. <laughs> no, oftentimes I really appreciate the, the gifting of the individual. Not something I would choose to listen to myself on a regular basis, though. Right. Appreciate the art form. That's it. Not necessarily the end product. Well, you know, when I think about the art form like rap, right? Rap moves so fast, my ears don't work that way. I, I can't hear all those words jumbled up in that small amount of space, you know, but they, they're good at it. They understand it all. Right. Yeah, that, that happens. I think that uh, mentoring is probably one of the most important things that a person can do and also that a person can receive because <clears throat> without mentoring, we are, we are left essentially to our own devices and sometimes that works out, but I think that we're better for the broader perspective and the broader uh, worldview of learning many things from many people. Uh, when we're not mentored, I think we're more shallow. When we don't mentor, we get stagnant because if there's nothing flowing out of us, then there's very little room to receive and you can start to feel kind of like you really have it all together. And for me personally, I, I pray that up until two days after I'm dead, I never feel like I have it all or there's nothing else I can learn or there's nothing else right. that no change yeah. that Jesus uh -huh. could make in me. Right. Yeah. I, I think that keeps us, uh, keeps us fresh and current and moldable in the hands of, of the Lord. Let's, let's talk about two interesting topics here along the lines of mentoring. Let's talk about cross-gender mentoring 
and how that works. And let's talk about mentor people you mentor that don't make it. They walk away. So what are your thoughts on, uh, let's do the first one. What are your thoughts on cross-gender mentoring? Well, I, I think it depends on what you're being mentored in. Uh, I think there are some things that would be inappropriate to be cross-gender mentoring. I think of a, of a young wife um, who might come to me, uh, as many have, who are struggling maybe with a, a, a sexual issue or an intimacy I- issue. I think it would be very inappropriate for cross-gender mentoring, mentoring in a situation like that. However, I have spent most of my life being mentored by men. Uh, the only the only mentor I ever had, and it was a distant mentor, was Iverna Tompkins. And, uh, a female, even if... Oh, a female. Yeah, as a, yeah. a, a female yeah. mentor was Iverna Tompkins. And I think, I'd, I'd have to you know really think it through, but I, I think most of the other people who I've been mentored by have been men. Um, but that's kind of my personality as well. I, um, I don't mean to say that I'm not feminine or that I'm not a you know, a woman or that women couldn't mentor me, but, um, I, I'm very comfortable learning from men. I can remember early in our marriage. Um, I said to you, if you're going to lead, you have to be comfortable at the table with men and you have to think more like a man in terms of pushing back on people. And you've done a great job of that in your entire life, right? Sit at the table with men and you you say your piece, right? You let your thoughts be known and you don't shrink like a shrinking violet. You step right up to the table and you lead. That That's also gotten me in trouble. You <laughs> well, know, yeah, a couple times, it, it's gotten me in trouble a number of times because um, men were expecting a certain thing from a woman and I was not that thing that they were expecting. And I... Um, by people that I really love and respect have been called, you know, rude and inappropriate. When I was neither, I was simply... um, Leading. You were leading. Well, yeah, I was simply pushing back. And, you know, you also told me that men can argue about something and then go out and play golf or go out and have coffee. So I learned as a young woman into my later years of adulthood, I learned not to be offended in disagreement. And I think a couple of times people have said to me, are are you okay? Do you, do you want to cry or do you want, do you want to leave? And I thought to them myself, why are they asking me that? We're disagreeing. (laughs) I'm not having a nervous breakdown, but I I think people expect a certain thing from women. And I think that's why men don't want to mentor women Mm. sometimes. And I think the body of Christ loses as a whole when we pigeonhole ourselves and women have to mentor women or men have to mentor men. Uh, I think it, it, it has to be able to be individualized mm-hmm. and right. appropriate, of course, as yeah. I said in the beginning. Yeah. Well, let me just add to that. Um, over my life, I've mentored many, many women, and I've done so by always having in my office pictures of you displayed, right? There's always a picture of my wife and my children all around my office. In fact, I'll talk about my wife and my children in the mentoring relationship. So there's never any danger of crossing lines or them thinking something that's not going on. So it's always important to me to talk about you and our children. There's dominant in my office are pictures of my family. I also remember lots of times when you mentored 
women, especially women who you were raising up like to lead small groups, you mentored them in our house. Yes. And right. I was there. Okay. And I would sometimes come in or, you know, serve coffee or serve a refreshment or add to the conversation. And so it was, I was always a very present. Um, presence. Yeah, very present, <laughs> present, presence in those meetings. And so then there was no, again, there was no opportunity for things to, you know. And I might mention, too, on a practical basis, um, our offices are next door to each other, and there's a glass door in between, right? So nothing, we have glass doors in every office. All the pastor's offices, all the administrative offices are all glass, so everyone can see right through what's going on, right? Right, and I think, you know, I've also um, mentored some men uh, in things that I was really good at, and the same thing applied. You know, mm-hmm. my my office isn't filled with as many uh, pictures of you, but certainly the kids. Uh, and there was always the context of uh, how I present myself in those situations. Mm-hmm. You know, right. if I'm if I'm mentoring you, or if I'm if we're talking about something, and the subject may get to be uh, something that could be a little sticky, or a little tricky, or a little personal. Uh, there's always a disclaimer that I give. Now we're doing this, but I want you to know that this is, you know, this is why I'm doing it. Right. And this is how mm-hmm. this is going to take place. And these are the conditions around which, and if mm-hmm. it ever crosses this line, you know, then we'll bring Pastor Art in, you know. Yeah, that's right. And so it just, uh, I just think you have to be able to, you, you, you can't set defined, you can't do this and you can't do that when it comes to mentoring. I think you have to be willing to help who you can help, how right. you can help them. Right. As the Spirit would lead, you have to be able to step into certain things that, that could get sticky, but but do it with wisdom. Right. And by the way, uh, it just occurs to me that that you don't have a very big picture of me in your office. So I'm going to order, when I leave this podcast, I'm going to go order a um, like a life-size picture yeah, of maybe me. Maybe like, yeah. like 18 by, <laughs> by 30 or something. You know, like big. No, big, big. To hang right behind And make sure desk. my hair is just looking just Right, make fly. sure your hair is looking, make sure I'm looking fly. fly. Looking fly. Okay, last, ta- last thing before we close our episode today is what happens when mentors, people you poured your life into, don't make it? Ah. Uh, tough right it's tough well i i think that's disappointing yeah yeah i I think it's disappointing but i think that um this is something that you've taught me because i've probably um had a a negative comment or two to, to say to you about time that you've taken away from family to pour into people who have walked away or have not used their gifts for the Lord. They've either walked away from their their gift set or their purpose, or they've walked away from the Lord entirely mm-hmm. right. into sin or into some other kind of compromise. But I, I think what you always said to me is, I'm not responsible for the outcome. I'm responsible for pouring out. And although I do think there is wisdom in choosing who you pour into, um, we we cannot make the decision on our own who to pour into and who not to pour into because we don't, we don't know. Uh, I remember getting a letter from someone that I don't even remember their name. I, I don't remember this person as, as being, I, I just don't remember them, but they were a person that was in one of the larger churches that we pastored. Uh, 
And they, they sent me a letter while we were here. So it had to be 15 or 20 years after the fact. And they recounted how a, a time I passed them in the hall and said something to them that changed their whole perspective, changed their That's whole good. life, changed their whole life direction. And they wanted to thank me. And, you know, they were certain that I would have remembered this because they felt like it was such an intentional mentoring of them. And I, I thought, I, I can't even remember. It happens, right? It, it happens. It happens. I, I can recall, mentor, someone lived with us in our house for a couple of years, and I mentored, actively mentored them consistently over a couple of years. And, uh, and at some point they left and walked away from our church and walked away from the Lord actually for a season, about three to maybe five years. And then five years down the road, this person calls me, went to have coffee with me. And as we have coffee together, he kept saying the same phrase over and over again. A wise man once taught me, and he kept saying back to me the things that I taught him. So he walked away for a while, but came back and recited for me every lesson practically I ever taught him. So they were listening. They were listening. I think probably um, as we come to an end of this episode, I think probably one of the most rewarding things to do is mentor your children. And oh, yeah. that is yeah. definitely informal. Mm-hmm. It is definitely often unwelcome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And it is definitely, uh, you, you have lots of feelings of they don't even hear what I'm saying to you. <laughs> but as you informally mentor, mentor your, chi- your children by your lifestyle, by the, the core values that you live by, by how you respond to them, like always answering their phone calls, Mm-hmm. them right. knowing that they can always interrupt you in your office if they feel like they need you. Uh, when you when you pour those things into your children, as we now have a couple adult children, right. um, and, and I see those adult children mirroring our values and mirroring some of the things that we've done, like our giving attitudes and our, right. our spirit mm-hmm. of giving and things like that, it makes me realize that the most precious gift is to mentor your children and to see them then live out their own purpose before God mm-hmm. with That's the good. foundation that you provided. That's good, yeah. Well, probably my closing thought is that uh, it's possible, I think, to mentor people you've never met Pe- because people watch us, right? Have you ever noticed that? People watch us. And um, Augustine once said that share Christ every day and when necessary, use words. That, that reminds me of a very new person in our church recently who was, uh, they were kind of working out their marriage because they were newlyweds, so they were working that out. And they watched the an interaction between you and I on the platform where you looked, I responded, and I, I did something. I don't remember what it was, but I gave a response and we settled something completely. (laughs) We never spoke to each other. I never left my chair and you never left the platform. And they said, God told me to open my eyes and I don't open my eyes during worship, but God told me to open my eyes and watch you. Mm. And I saw your nonverbal communication and how that worked. And then it encouraged them in their own marriage. How cool is that? Yeah, so you you don't even know. Don't even know. You don't even know when you're mentoring people. Well, it appears my coffee cup is empty, Sharon. So that's my cue to close this broadcast for today, this episode for today. Until we meet again, keep your coffee strong and your walk with God stronger.